So anyway, thanks for putting up with me. Let's talk about a uh, live attack. Um, what was it like playing to nobody and recording it in this weird kind of thing we're in? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the pressure was still there because we knew uh, there would be a lot of people watching from their homes worldwide. But of course, the the exchange of energy that you have at the live show uh, is completely gone, and um, that's not. Uh, you know, not something that you would like to do every day on the concerts. You know, it's 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 been a very special occasion, you know, to do this in the pandemic. And uh, so it was easy to motivate yourself and uh, be in, in full force on stage, you know. But, uh, of course, you're missing the crowd because a thrash metal show is an exchange of energy between the audience and the band. Well, I mean, was it hard to stay motivated? I know I saw an interview with, uh, I mean, I saw a live stream with the guys from Catatonia back in the in the beginning, and they had a, uh, they had said, "You still there?" Yeah, I'm still there. I'm oh, sorry, I thought I lost you. Yeah, and they had said, you know, Jonas had said, "Hey, this is really difficult. You end the song and you don't even know what to do because there's nobody applauding or yelling or anything." Is that difficult? I mean. You know, we're, we we grew up in a rehearsal room for many years when we were young kids, and we were just dreaming about concerts. And it was always you always put the tension high in the room to stay motivated. So I think I, I had no problems really, but I heard this problem from other musicians too, that they kind of lost focus during the show. Some some guys forget the song, some guys forget the lyrics, others don't know what to do. Yeah, it's it's you know it's not the usual thing that. Uh, that you can just uh, put on the normal show. It was definitely different, but uh, for me, it was not a problem. I, I think uh, it's the experience that helped me, of course. But um, okay. of course, it's nothing that you want to do again. Like oh, yeah. not 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 frequent, not frequently, at least you know. Yeah, not ever really. But yeah. yeah. Hey, how did you choose uh, Club Twenty Seven there? Uh, it, it's called Set Seven. It's. Um, it's a, a club in Switzerland, and it's very close to our homes. And it's actually oh, yes. the, it's actually the, the best place around to play. You know, uh, interesting. What um? So were you able to do any writing at all, or are you guys planning on doing anything, or are you going to go back out on in support of uh, Born the Paris? I mean, we're gonna be playing some festivals this summer. Uh, we oh, you have, yeah, we have uh, five. Uh, we have just played a festival in, in Austria last week. And we have, um, at the moment in August, uh, we have five more festivals to come. We're also planning on shows in September, October. Uh, I think this is going to be a, like a long summer season. We're going to, everybody going to try to extend the, the summer days or the sunny days to to do festivals outside because uh, it's much easier to to do a show outside than inside because of the restrictions. Restrictions are really hard here in Europe and uh, especially for inside concerts. But uh, outside, it's, it's much easier to do shows. So uh, I guess we we see how that goes. I mean, uh, at the moment, there's little hope that uh, some stuff will happen at least. That'd be great. I know over here in the U.S., things are open pretty much, but I, I see it's coming back again. So I'm hoping that we at least get through the summer and get to see some shows anyway. I mean, we, we have this concept here, um, which works pretty good, I think, at least so far that where we played and where I've been at. It's with the people that are vaccinated, people that are tested, and people that are already recovered. 
you know, they can enter the show. And uh, this way you can really avoid a big spread at the concert. And that works fine. And that's the rules here in Europe. I guess America will have the same thing happening soon when, when the numbers are going up now, because you just cannot put thousands of people together at this point when, when this virus is still there, you know, so... Yeah, I, mean, I just went to a, I went to my first show after a year and a half just last Sunday, and it wasn't a metal show, but it was a big show, and uh, you know there was like twenty thousand people there, and I kept thinking the same thing. I've been vaccinated, but I don't know who they didn't check anything, they didn't yeah. do anything. There was yeah, so that's, that's, that, that's not good, you know. I mean, the problem is uh, you know all those anti-vaxxers and uh, and and you know the big the big uh, freedom thing, but uh, at the end this is a pandemic and it's dangerous for everybody and. Um, Especially for those people that are uh, not vaccinated yet, you know, it's uh, it's it's pretty stupid. So I think this uh, concept will at least follow us this year here in Europe. Uh, um, we call it the three Gs, you know, for for vaccinated. Uh, it's like uh, in in German, it's you know, the German word words are three Gs, and uh, everybody knows about it. So people are actually starting to pick it up now, you know, uh, because it's the only way. To, to get, go through the pandemic in a normal, with a normal speed, with a also let's say that life comes back, also not to having another lockdown. You know now, now we have already seen this in some other countries, like Australia is going into another lockdown now, and uh, nobody wants another lockdown. It's not possible here in Europe, also it's it's not going to happen. So yeah, we try to try to uh, get this going. I mean. As long as not, not everybody's vaccinated, uh, yeah, we're screwed. It's not, it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna improve so much. So, assuming that everything goes as planned and we still remain open, what does Destruction have planned after those festivals? I mean, we we are gonna definitely do spontaneous uh, weekend shows, weekend runs, because uh, here in Europe uh, we have to see which country is open. Basically, you know, let's say. Uh, Czech Republic or the eastern countries are going to open earlier than it's maybe possible to tour there. Then we're going to do some weekend runs there. Uh, we're definitely going to keep on playing as, as long as it's possible. And uh, well, we do. We plan the first big tour next year, uh, 2022. Uh, we're coming to the States, uh, opening up the season for the new album, which is going to be, April, I think, April. April 22 is the uh, tour start. Uh, and until then, we're just going to keep on playing at the weekends and see what's, what's possible, basically. We're going to be spontaneous. It's going to be like a little bit, you know, different than normally, but we're, we're ready to go. We have already recorded the new album, uh, mixing it at this point. And uh, so we're going to be prepared, you know, we're just preparing ourselves for the restart. Right. And we take it as it comes, you know, it's uh, you got to be spontaneous at those times. It must be kind of a nightmare trying to do a routing, a tour routing when you don't know who's open and who's not. And yeah, it's 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 difficult. And uh, we just uh, had a show cancelled uh, this week, last weekend uh, in in Italy because uh, it was an international festival and uh, a couple of bands came from England and from the Netherlands and uh, Spain. And those three countries are now on the high incidence list. That means when people come from this country, they have to go in quarantine uh, into, yeah. in, into the other country. And that means like half of the bands from those countries, uh, they couldn't enter because not everybody in the band was vaccinated. You know, only if you're vaxxed, then you can enter the country without uh, any uh, quarantine. So uh, so it basically killed half of the billing. And uh, 
yeah, that's that's uh, why destruction we said right away. Let's get vaccinated as soon as possible, and uh, yeah. you know, you know, get back to business. You know, um, I'm I'm glad to hear you're coming back to the states because I haven't seen you guys since 2011 on 70,000 tons. All right, yeah, that's been a while. Yeah, it, it's uh, we would have toured last year, but you know, it wasn't possible. So basically, we got to skip the tour from the last album and uh, keep some songs in the set list and. Uh, we're doing a new album right now, so it's it's how it goes, you know. It's special special circumstances. Oh yeah, I mean you got to roll with it. If that's if that's how you make your living, that's what you got to do. You got to be flexible, I guess. Exactly. Um, did you ever? You guys have been at this since like 1980, I think four, 82, somewhere in there. Did you ever imagine you'd still be doing this? No, no. We but back in the day, back in the day, all we wanted is to to be one day on the stage and play, you know, and compose our own songs. And we never wanted to be rock stars. It wasn't it wasn't a big dream to be rock stars. We just wanted to play our music. And that we got kind of, you know, when the band kind of got famous, it was a big surprise for us because our music was so uncommercial and right. and ruthless and, and different, you know, and not mainstream. And uh, of course it was, uh, it was a big surprise to all of us. And uh, it was, it was never thought about that that we could move on for so long, and I mean we had our ups and downs and our difficult times too. But yeah. but in the end uh, we're still around, and that's actually crazy because yeah, basically next year next year we're gonna have our 40, 40 year anniversary. That's crazy! Wow, congratulations! Uh, I don't I don't feel that old yet. <laughs> <laughs> So you said you're you're putting a new album together, and are you planning on releasing it as a as an album, like the old school days, or are you planning on doing the the new model where you're like dropping a single here this month and then a single like six weeks later? Because the music business is sort of reinventing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's reinventing. We we are actually gonna we're gonna bring out our first single already in August. Uh, This August, we're gonna give a sign of life with a new single, and uh, then we're gonna. Drop the next stuff. I think at the end of the year because the album is going to going to come out beginning of next year. But uh, yeah, we're gonna take both roads. You know, we're gonna definitely release vinyl and and the CD and everything and all the physical products. But we will also, of course, you know, take advantage of the new ways, the streaming and stuff that uh, a lot of young people are using. And um, yeah, that's the best way. Yeah, as you said, you know, you have to. You have to stay uh, updated as a band, and uh, right. we still have a lot of die-hard old-school fans, and that's that's great. So that's why we still love the physical products. But of course, yeah. the new the new way the new way has has its good ways too. You know, I mean, you can reach a lot of fans over the streaming, and especially people in in more poor countries. You know, they can still listen to the new album without having having shipping it from the states or from Germany. So, so yeah, it's take the best. Uh, sides of both worlds, you know. I think that's a great attitude, but as an old school guy myself, uh, I miss the days of, you know, going to the record store, buying oh, yeah. a copy, and then coming home and, like, you know, reading the liner notes and everybody you thanked and listening to it sequenced the way it was meant to be, the way you meant it to be listened to. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, now we're living in a fast food world, you know, everything is fast, fast, fast. People in the internet, they don't even watch the videos anymore. You just watch the first couple of seconds. Also, same as with music, you know, people just listen to the beginning of the music and then next, you know, it's all about playlists and uh, about fast 
fast attention and fast surf and uh, it's kind of sad because uh, you know music is not nothing that should be consumed like fast food it's it's something that you should go deeper and I uh, agree. especially when you do a whole record and yeah. you've, you've spent days trying to sequence it or months trying to sequence it and then it just gets dropped like one single at a time on somebody's ipod yeah yeah but uh, i i guess you know it, it will kind of uh, come back to one day we'll come back to the, to the normal way again for people that are that are more chilled about music and are more enjoying music uh, of course uh, you know the mainstream will stay fast food i guess that's nothing you can stop but it's like the vinyl comeback that we have at the moment you know uh, yeah. all, all the big the big major companies like uh, Warner or Sony Music, they're all producing vinyl now, you know, like uh, 20 years ago, they were condemning vinyl to be done. It's over. They kind of didn't produce any vinyl. And now that that there's like a comeback of vinyl, all the major companies are producing vinyl again now. So nobody thought that this would ever come back, but it, it has a big comeback at the moment. Like for, yeah. us, for us, the production production period, uh, the waiting period to produce a vinyl now at the moment is six months here in Europe. So oh, that's, crazy. that's crazy, yeah. So I have to give them a master tapes six months in advance uh, to get uh, the final vinyl delivered uh, on release day. You know, that's actually and almost not possible, is that, actually. Is that because most of those factories or whatever have closed down? Yeah, but uh, also it's because the major companies are now reinventing the vinyl and they kind of... You know, they're producing new vinyls for Michael Jackson and Madonna and all those big mainstream right. acts. And then it's like, okay, Sony Music gave us a call. You know, they want one million vinyls uh, for the next couple of months, you know. And and then all those companies that are still open, they kind of have too much to do, you know. And, of course, if those big players are knocking at the door, they're all in, you know. And uh, that makes it complicated. Right. Basically, punk rock and metal that kept the vinyl alive has to wait in line now for the major companies that produce pop vinyls again, you know. It's not really fair because uh, we kept the vinyl alive, us, right. us, us metal and, and punk kids, you know. Yeah. But, but it's all about the money at the end, you know. So, and uh, there's only a few big companies left uh, uh, that are producing vinyl. And, uh, so That's interesting. Yeah. Even, so, even a lot of the vinyls that... Uh, that you have in America, they all get produced in Europe. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So what does a destruction show look like these days? I imagine it's multi-generational now, right? Because people like myself are bringing their kids. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really cool. I like that when when daddy counts with the son, you know, or whole families. Uh, we have a, basically a, a young fan base, you know, destruction is like wild, wild thrash music. So it's basically... Uh, teenagers and, and uh, young people listening to thrash, but also, of course, the old school guys, guys our age and, and the right. gen generations that are that grew up on thrash. But it, it's a nice mix, you know. That's uh, something that's very interesting. Uh, how will your fan base grow with you? You know, will it grow old? Will it just be old people? I was always uh, worried that there's going to be no, no new generation of thrashers, but actually, since the beginning of 2000s, uh, Thrash had a kind of a underground comeback, and uh, it's great to see that there's also a lot of young kids also coming to thrash shows again. Yeah, and I'll tell you a funny story. My son, he's uh, 19 now, but the other, I told him I was going to be talking to you, and the other day he showed me his uh, iPod, uh, his uh, playlist, and he's got 
Hate is my fuel on his running list. All right. Cool. <laughs> it was it was a proud dad moment. <laughs> awesome. Say hello to him. Yeah. Well, so that was kind of cool. You there? Cool. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's pretty much that runs up the end of my questions. Did I miss anything you want to cover? Uh, yeah, I think we already talked about it. We're going to return to the States hopefully next year in April. We're uh, actually our booking agent is right now working on the routing of the tour. So it's uh, hopefully it's going to happen. I mean, uh, we're we're positive, you know. Hope dies last is uh, the philosophy that right. we have at the moment, and uh, so we're we're very hopeful that we can return next year to America. Awesome! Thank you for taking the time. Sorry about all the screw-ups. No, no, maybe it was my side that was not working. We don't know, but at the end it worked out. So great. Thank yeah, you a lot. Excellent. Thanks, thanks a lot for the patience, uh, Bruce. Oh, yeah. I'm a longtime fan. It was great talking to you. Be my well pleasure. Stay safe. Okay, stay safe. Bye-bye. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, hey, friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.